Jim Brogan was a name I heard around the house from my young basketball playing son and my husband, my boy, Sean, would go to campus every Sunday to the Jim Brogan Basketball Clinic. Mr. Brogan worked on technique, and then he worked on everything else. So as the practice would come to an end, the seats in the gym would fill up with parents to hear the no bullshit, inspirational words that just flowed out of his mouth. Well, I soon became one of those Sunday morning parents, listening intently, taking notes, how to live each day. His words, so profound, could help in life when faced with stuff, health stuff, how to keep going. The Reed Family's Edict is inspired by Jim Brogan. Everybody has shit. It's a safe place where we aren't afraid to talk about our shit. Only open-minded and honest talk. Kim Reed gets real about her autoimmune struggles and other health and wellness issues we all face on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> well, I know, I know that the vocal cords are there. So Jim Brogan... When I think of you, here's what I think of. I think of basketball. I think of your height. I think of your motivation. I think of you as no bullshit. But that's what, I, that's what comes to mind, okay? And you've been a part of my family for a little while because you are a coach and you've had a tremendous impact on my son. Um, and, and you're here for a, a big purpose, which we haven't even discussed, but it's big. <laughs> And I know you're capable of it. Okay. Okay, but I want to know a little bit about about your background, how it is that you came to be this motivational guy. You're in athletics. You are a consultant. You have a voice. You have the it thing. You possess that. So you clearly have had that for a long time. How as a how were you as a kid? You know, I was actually shy. I actually would not go up in the front. I hated to do presentations. So it was a very arduous process for me to get out in front of people. And I was blessed with a professor in college that actually saw something in me. And he assisted me by making me sit in the front of the class. He went to all the professors. He didn't even care about basketball. He did not care. He just saw something in me. And he went to all the professors and said he needs to sit in the front and he needs to raise his arm to ask questions. So that was really the start of the tipping point for me to get to the professional ranks of speaking across the country, big corporations. And along the way, these little incidents would occur for me that I could look at and say, wow, how can these people have been through very difficult times? Working with these neurologists for the last 35 years, I want to learn more about the brain. I watched my mom go through a stroke and learn that uh, what they said, she's never gonna bowl again. And my mother said, F you, yes I will. And I watched and learned so much about stroke patients from these neurologists that I've been around because it really is a will of people to come back and do the exercises because it's tough, kid. I mean, I'm telling you, it is brutal to try to get through that phase, but it just led me down this path about the brain and how did it work and why aren't we addressing things on a science-based platform as opposed to telling a person what to do? Mm Because to me, they have to understand why they're supposed to do something. But you, so you jumped from being the shy guy. You had professors that urged you to, I mean, it's hard. I was very shy. It's very yes. hard to overcome it. And it never really ever goes away. Agreed. Um, so as a young child and in college, you were shy, but you played basketball. Yes. That was my outlet. I could get out there 
and be assertive. Be assertive, be a young man from Philadelphia. You know, that was my ticket out. Yeah. If I was going to go to college, my ticket out was I understood it was going to be basketball. So where did you go to college? I, I went to a small school called West Virginia Wesleyan and okay. studied that I was going to come out and take the CPA exam. Right. So I'm coming out of college with accounting, you know, background saying, okay, I got to get to one of the big eight firms. This is back in the mid eighties and I got to, I got to get there, you know, I mean, this is it. But the NBA came along just through a great deal of dedication and just outworking people and doing things that other people weren't willing to do. Train in the morning, you know, before school. I wasn't yeah. a person that partied. I just didn't get into that at all. So I was up at 6 a.m. in the gym, taking 150 jumpers, working on my dribbling. And that, that's what opened the doors was being willing to be different in a positive way. So, but you were determined. You were very determined. So the NBA came who, what team? I started with the Golden State Warriors. Okay. And then uh, when they released me, I went to their CBA team, which was actually the Atlantic City High Rollers. Okay. How about that? That sounds good, doesn't it? Did you play the Globetrotters? No, 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 no. <laughs> so, uh, and I was a point guard, and right. that helped. Because okay. at six six, being a point guard, the NBA started looking for big point guards because you had Magic Johnson, Julius Serving, you had some big guys mm -hmm. that you needed people to cover. So... Being I could do two things, you know, I could switch the ball, I, could, I was a good shooter, and I could handle the ball, and I was big, I could play the big point guard, because that's what they were back in the early 80s. Right. So, and then, so we fast forward to now, and how I know you, is that you have basketball clinics on Sundays, and my son is a basketball player, and he's been going to your clinic for a long time. Right. So, it's interesting, because... So it's like a two-hour, you know, basketball session. You're learning your how to throw and bounce or whatever. Right. <laughs> how to move. Okay, so so you're trying to get the technique down, but then after the clinic is over, so all the parents are sitting in the stands because they're waiting for some inspiration and some words from Jim Brogan. So you talk, and it's awesome for like a half hour, 45 minutes, and it doesn't have anything to do with basketball. So you're trying to inspire these kids, and the parents know it, so all the parents are sitting there just like absorbing everything you say. So that's how I'm like, geez Louise, I can see why Sean has his little notebook, and he has his little papers that you hand out. You know, you inspire. And so that's how our relationship began. Well, thank you. I uh, was fortunate, as I said, playing the NBA, but I leveraged that to get a message to cross to uh, athletes, yeah. whether they're amateur or pros. And I've been fortunate to work in the Major League Baseball, the NFL, the NBA. As a consultant. As a consultant. Right. So I take the ability to take this content and show young people what the possibilities are. So how can we apply this information? And after reading over 930 books in the area of human development in 36 years, mm -hmm. you find these different ways, these different processes that if they're willing to apply this, and we need to write it down, why? When you write it down, there's a greater probability you remember it and a greater possibility you apply it. Well, I'm looking for the application information. So okay. whether I'm at a big company, Nestle, or I'm at a law firm, or I'm doing my basketball academy, you know, speaking to 12-year-olds, to 17-year-olds, hey, let's take this content because why? I go to the Retired Players Association for the NBA. I've seen retired NFL players. I've seen retired attorneys. If you're not constantly growing, you're not all of a sudden going to be a better version of yourself. Right. So I see that missing, especially in the formidable educational institutions. We have platforms we have to teach them, but wait a minute. What's my why? 
What's gonna drive me to get up early? What's gonna drive me not to go to bed because I wanna start my own company? I wanna be able to do this, this, and this. And I'm not bashing the formal educational system. I just know third parties are very dynamic in people's lives. And that's, I was privileged that you allowed me to work with your son to all of a sudden not be mom and dad, not be the school and say, look, here are the possibilities. Let's write them down. Are we gonna get them all? Bro, we ain't getting them all, I'm telling you. Yeah. However, let's just see what can happen if we do something consistently. And I don't care if you do it for a minute a day. I really don't care. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about it's so small but you don't miss doing some action item every day. And yeah. he, that resonates that, that, with him because yeah. he gets up, you know, he's yeah. up at five, he was up at five this morning, goes to the gym with his dad, mm -hmm. even with a bad ankle, and, but it's that kind of determination in the end that pays off. But you have to plant that seed because that's not something that you, it has to be taught you and you do, you write it down, you imprint it in your brain. I was fortunate, I just had a young lady who broke the all-time record for most three-pointers in college division one. About seven years ago, she wrote down and she drew it. And we're big on drawing because we know how the brain works. Yeah. She drew out, she was gonna break the all-time NCAA division one record for most three-pointers in a four-year career and she had done it. That's incredible. And she looks back at that and says, this picture was always in my brain because mm -hmm. the brain actually works in a series of pictures because your brain works on sight 83% of the time. So we gotta take four of their senses and divide that by 17%. So if I know it's a visual thing, okay, you tell me whether it's in business, whether it's in sports, it doesn't matter to me, draw what the picture looks like. Draw, in my learning journal, in my success journal, I've got pictures of things that, things that I'm going to accomplish. Do I get them all? No. However, I get close and people see that and say, well, if he can do it, why can't I do it? Right. That's it. That's it. So journaling is is a big part of what you teach. Huge, huge, yeah. huge part of the platform. It doesn't matter whether you're a, an attorney, whether you're a doctor, or whether you're an amateur athlete or pro athlete. Write it we're going to draw it and we're going to write it down, and we're going to be as precise as possible. The brain works on precision, mm -hmm. and people don't understand that. And I've been fortunate and. I'm blessed, as I said earlier, to work with these particular neurologists yeah. and doing these vast experiments on humans to see how do we get them to their why and push them past it. That's incredible. I mean, it sounds so simple. Write it down. But, I mean, we have to be told to do that. I mean, I need to do that. My mom told me last night. I was frustrated. She was <laughs> like, go write it down. Make a list of the things that you want to do. Write it down. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm sitting in the car at Jimbo's going, you're right. You're right. So here's the deal. I shared with you the premise of this idea that I had about a podcast, and this was several months ago. And we had a great conversation because you always give um, amazing pieces of not just advice, but application. And you said to me, do it now. Do it now, don't wait to do this podcast. I remember, it resonated with me. So I'm like, you know what, he's right. So this is when John Browner and I had this conversation and we're like, we're doing this now. And we did it, I did, Mr. Jim Brogan, I did it now. Now I may not have been communicating with you that I did it now, right. but I did. So, and, and this podcast, the purpose of it is a, a, I think an important platform and the platform is so for the past four years you know, I've had autoimmune and I don't know what it is oh, but it's boy. it's crippled me and I didn't discuss it with anybody I didn't go to doctors 
It was a secret, nobody knew it worked. I worked through it. In the meantime, you know, hair's falling out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in a tremendous Gosh. amount of pain. So I want this, and this podcast is Everybody Has Shit. It's the name of it, because everybody does have shit. Right. But we need to share our stuff. And there's so many reasons why. Um, primarily, it's to learn from other people, because they could help us. They might be able to find solutions for us. And I mean, I've learned from listening to other podcasts. I've learned so much about health and wellness and um, just, you know, how to possibly keep going. Um, the reason why I need your voice is that when you have an autoimmune, or not just autoimmune, any kind of illness, sometimes it's hard to get up and keep going. I mean, there was several months ago where I had thoughts in my head that I've never had before uh, because I uh, thought I can't, I can't keep going with this. I can't live with this. How do you do that? How do you keep going? I, I have pictures in my garage. I have pictures where I shave in the morning and I have something I carry in my pocket all the time. And people, I tell them, if you think you're having a bad day, and I take them pro athletes to children's hospital. I said, look at that. I want that to be tattooed on your brain. So if you ever think you're having a bad day, look at that 13 year old that has cancer that's not gonna make it by the end of the week. People, I'm always taken back by people, you know, they come in the office, I'm at a law firm right now, working with some people, and I go, hey, how you doing, what's happening? I'm tired. Really, what time did you go to bed last night? I went to bed about 10. What time did you get up, about six? So let me get this straight. Did you get up to pee? What did you get up to do? Nothing. You slept for eight hours and you're tired. I, I need to call an ambulance right now. We need to have you go to the doctor. You, something must be wrong. Yeah. You either don't love it here, you don't enjoy what you're doing, or you've got an autoimmune or there's something wrong with you. You need some blood work up. And they just look at you with disdain. And everyone's afraid to say that. And what I love about what you are is you're authentic. And we're afraid to be authentic. Every speech that I do, some people are just taken back by it. They can't believe it. They're shocked. You don't get up early in the morning, at least walk one block out the door. You don't walk 100 yards out the door. You're 40 pounds overweight. You got three kids and you're going to leave them. You're diabetic. I, I, people are shocked at what I'll say. I have three mentors myself. I've got one of them's tough. Yeah. I mean, she's tough. She says things to me that I need to hear. Why? When you were supposed to do it, it was supposed to be done yesterday, Jim. Not now, not tomorrow. It's supposed to be done yesterday. Yeah. And I'll never forget that. So most people miss doing things in their life because of fear. They think they're tired. And I, if I can get one thing across in this podcast, find someone that will push you. You're a human being. Human beings are fascinating the way the brain works. It's fascinating to me. And I understand people aren't sure, but why not now? If not now, when? If not you, who? We, we give people a huge poster calendar. Mm -hmm. So I'd give you a poster calendar, it's big. I mean, it, you gotta put up somewhere, there's yeah. a big wall. Why? We went about three months to go past and we found traditionally in our statistics, when three months goes by, people look back and go, what, what was I thinking about in August? Why didn't I walk out the door for 50 yards and walk back? Why didn't I keep a learning journal that my kids could read about me 10 years from now, 20 years from now, and when they have kids and what? The struggles I went through. Mm -hmm. They look back, and that's why the journal or the uh, success calendar is so big. We want them looking back saying, I'm not gonna let that happen today. I'm, I'm writing these letters today. 
I'm a big proponent, as you know, about thank you yeah. cards, thank yeah. you letters. People aren't appreciative. Don't send me an email, thank you. You didn't take the energy. You didn't take the time. That's not caring. That's not heartfelt. Yeah. That's so easy. That's lazy to me. And there's just a couple of things done consistently, and that's the key word, is the consistency of doing something. So, but let me ask you, if you find you're mentally um, spent, and not uh, just because you physically can't do it. Now, it doesn't have to be autoimmune. It can be you've been thrown the cancer loop or whatever it is it may be. So you are, you are not the person that you were a year ago. Right. So you're, you're now something different, and you pro most likely always will be. How, how do you readjust your brain so that, number one, you can accept it, and number two, when the pain is so bad that you're having a hard time even leaving the house because the pain is so bad and you can't cope. How do you get yourself up to work through this flare-up or this event or whatever it is that is so just smothering and just like you can't keep going? And when you look, when I look back on it, I'm like, okay, here I am now. I feel good today. I feel good today. It's right. a good day. Right. I, I appreciate this. <laughs> and and I'm afraid yes. for, I'm afraid though, I just came off a one month flare up. Ugh. So I get a but it's not as bad as the one before, but I'm afraid for the next one. So how is it anybody with anything, how do you we want to keep going. We have things we want to do, but how right. do you change your mindset to per persist through it? You know, I've read so many books and I've been around a great deal of pharmaceutical companies and I've watched what happens because pharmaceutical companies, when they're in their trial stages, trial one, two, three, mm -hmm. and then they have to go to the FDA to get approved. Yeah. They have to give drugs to people that are placebos. Right. Do you know that some of the people that get the placebos are cured? Mm -hmm. That fascinates me. Mm -hmm. That right there tells me what happened that this person had this flare up, had this was able to cure themselves or get back on track. Right. And I've been through a difficult time. My wife has gone through breast cancer and uterine cancer. And she gets this diagnosis and she gets this information from these doctors and I will never forget, in one of the meetings I said, stop, stop saying that to my wife. And I asked my wife to leave the room. Mm -hmm. And I had said, don't you dare say that to her again. You're planning something in her brain and in her mind, what's gonna happen? That's unacceptable to me. Yeah. You can probably tell by the passion in my voice, this is my wife. Yeah. And we're gonna go through some major operations here. Right. And, and I thank the good Lord, I was in her corner letting you know, we are getting better. I'm gonna let you know we're gonna get better. I hired a personal trainer for her. I said, I want you to kick her ass. Yeah. I want her to sweat. I want her to get her brain to know, to release the chemicals, to fight what she's gonna go through. Mm -hmm. Six years later, my wife is doing unbelievable. Awesome. And I've watched people go through these things. Right. You, it, it helps to have an advocate in your life. Yeah. I think there's some marvelous TED Talks out there nowadays that you can watch. But if you don't keep inundating yourself with these things day in and day out, you're going to start feeling sorry for yourself. And once that happens, the shoulders start to concave, your head starts to go down, your brain, it changes. We know that. We've seen it. We, we've seen it happen. It's so wait, out you, there. So you said you, you have to... 
what, what did you just say? You said we have to surround ourselves with these things, you like like to. like positivity. Yes, or? you got to. Not that the, it's it's knowing. I can ask you a question. What's two plus two? Do you believe that or know that? You know that. If you believe that, I can mess with you. I can get you to believe it's four and a half. I can get you to do drugs. I can get you to vape. I can get you to have another drink. Mm -hmm. You believe it. I can mess with your belief system. You know something. It's tough to penetrate that. It's very difficult. Okay. So no. So how do you do that? that? So how do? You, so you're in the middle of pain, or you're in the middle of a crisis. How do you do that? You just know. I'm telling you, there's people out there right now that are listening to me that they played athletics, they've been through difficult times, and they're saying, you know what? Why not? Why not go through this? Saying, I know I can get through it. I know I can get through it. I know. I mean, I'm sitting right now here. I'm in pain. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm in pain. It's part of the deal. Get through it. Get through it. I've been around the Navy SEALs. You watch people, the ones that quit, you just feel for them. The ones that don't quit, you think they're some stud-looking guy or woman. They're not. They're, they're not. The, the people that get through it, you look at them and go, you're a Navy SEAL? You're not this buff person. No. No. I just have this mindset. I've got my brain tuned that I'm going to get through this. I know I can. And we don't teach that. We don't. So not to give up. And... You know what? You are so right about having somebody because I can I can't I can only imagine what you have been for your wife. I I mean. Oh, we're getting through this. Trust me, I know we are. Having you in a corner is huge. I got my wife's face. I mean, I was spitting on her sometimes. Yeah. T teaching her, and she's a former athlete in college. She was a diver. Yeah. She knows how to compete. This is competitive, honey. We're going to compete through this. Mm -hmm. And she so saw a side of me she didn't see. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure you were lit. Oh, trust me. The fire was on every uh, day for five years. But that's so important because, I, I mean, like, you know my husband. Uh, without that, and, and I would imagine that not everybody has that kind of dedication um, just at home to search and to look and to hope and to help. I mean, he's been unbelievable, unbelievable. He gets sad because he wants to fix it. Right. And he's expressed that to some friends and I was shocked to hear him say that because yes. men are men are fixers. Yes. And, and if he, see, he sees that he hasn't been able to fix me and that's very frustrating for him, but he is so in my corner. Everyone should find one or two people that you know are in your corner. So they, and, and so being in your corner means that you don't accept what they say. So if your wife is down or she's feeling it, you're gonna kick her ass to get back up. Is that right? Yes. And I, I don't care if it's on um, consulting assignment, I don't care if it's an athlete. Why? It's a choice. I think people have given up their choices. They don't okay. realize the possibilities that are out there on oh, this God. planet. Yeah. And it just bumps me out to see people acquiesce to certain situations, capitulate to, well, that's the way it is. Really? Who told you that? Where does that come from? Mm -hmm. well, I, I'm just curious. Who, where, where's your journal? Where's your learning journal? Mm -hmm. What's your big dream? I tell people, let me talk to your five friends. Let me talk to your five student friends, your five athlete friends, your five attorney friends, your five banker friends, the people you associate with. Let me speak with them. Let me know the five television shows you watch. Let me know the three books you're reading. Mm -hmm. and I'll tell you all about you. 
Why? You are what you're around. You are what you watch. You are what you associate with. We've heard this over and over again. But the key is nobody's come along and held you accountable to it. Nobody's come along and said, listen, maybe you ought to deviate from that for spending two hours with that person. Spend five minutes. Mm-hmm. Let's find another person that we can look and say, hey, can I, you have your dreams with you? I'll pull out of my pocket what I'm going to accomplish. I'll pull out of my pocket right now what I'm going to accomplish. I carry with me all the time. So I'm, it's a constant reminder. I will never miss out on what's going to get done. Why? I'm at this age. I figure I got about maybe 480 months left. And I'm done here today. And all of a sudden it's December. I'm down to 439. Oh, God. But that's it. You're only it functional is. for a mile time. I know. I, I, I hate sleeping. I think it's a waste of time. You lay there and get nothing done. And people look at you and go, there's something wrong with you. Great. Thanks for the compliment. I don't want to be similar to everyone else. I don't want to be average. And I've, I've lost a lot. I mean, I've, I've sacrificed a lot. I have. It's worth it. And people don't have one thing that drives them. And it bums me out. You're a human being. You're not a dog. You're not a cat. You're not an alligator. You're not a mosquito. Well, I don't know. I'm like, they're, they're, just by the tone in their voice, I can tell. You can tell. Anybody can tell. God, you're right. You're right. It's not about being no, right. But, no, but it's you about, are right. But it's okay, about okay, people so, understanding. Who cares if I'm no, right? No, no, no. It's, it's not, not right. right. Okay, okay, let me just tell you. What you've said, you're not right. What you said, there, it, it, it resonates. Yes, it's connected. Now let's go apply. It's making sense to me that, you know, you can't have friends. I mean, I have amazing friends, and but they need to be like, okay, look, she's down. We're going to check on her because she's not answering her phone. We're worried about her. So they see me. They need to be like, get your shit together. Get up. Okay, so you don't feel good today and your hair is falling out. Go do something. Go do something different instead of sitting at home and letting this thing conquer you. Right? Am I right? Yes. And how many people listening to you today have something going on? I mean, once you get over that age of 35, something happens. Jim, when I started opening up to people about my autoimmune, number one, so many people, all ages, I'm going to have, I'm going to be talking to, she was on the cover of the Union Tribune a couple weeks ago. She's got autoimmune. She lives in Riverside. She's lost so much, but I'm going to have her on. There are so many people who have autoimmune, who have all these illnesses. And it's not just about that. It's, it's, it, it is about that, but it's also about have it, how to readjust based on what you have. And we have, to, we have to learn how to do that so that we can keep living. You know what I mean? I love, Make it quality. Yes. Readjust. Yeah. Because things happen to us. I know. It's inevitable, and it's easy to stay down. It's so easy to stay down. And I'm a big person on sight. You think you've got it bad, go see other people have got it worse. And Children's Hospital is a great place to go. I, people don't like to hear that, and I know people don't like to hear it. I've said it in presentations. Why? Well, they're kids. I know. You're an adult. Go see something that's really bad, and you'll say, my thing is not that bad. And all of a sudden, your shoulders go up a little higher. Chin gets up, nose up. Let's, let's roll. What do I got to do? Let's roll. I mean, I'm telling you, I've been, I can tell you a litany of things I've been through. So what? Everybody's been through them. Get through them. You make it sound so easy. What, do you want to make it difficult? How, how, everybody's got some shit going on, like you said. Mm-hmm. Well, in this country, that's why everyone's trying to come here. Everyone's trying to come to this country. I don't know any people digging to go to other countries, but I don't know. Why? The opportunity is amazing here. 
Yeah. And people complain, I think, you don't get it. I've been to other countries, I've been to 12 countries. I'm telling you, the opportunity here is amazing, but you gotta go somewhere to see how bad it is to go, I'm never saying that again, mm-hmm. never. But people don't realize it until you see something really bad, you gotta see it. You do, that's unfortunate. It's unfortunate, but it's gonna make an impact on you. I know. Otherwise, if you're gonna complain, I can't have you in the circle. And this isn't for everybody. It's not, it's not for everybody. People are gonna be a certain way. I, I'm not there to change people. I, know. I, I can't even, I don't even know if I can inspire someone. All I wanna know is I wanna see what the content is and how we're gonna apply that. I want something so small, so trivial, it doesn't make a big difference. But, so but day after day after day, week after week after week, month after month, it starts to add up and people notice. That's the part that I love getting, these testimonials for people going, I gotta tell you, someone noticed today, but what? I spoke up. I take people to malls and I have them read out of a book out loud in front of 50, 60, 70 people. Oh my God. And, and they'll start real small and go, louder. Louder. <laughs> and we do it four straight days and the fourth day every time. And I've done this probably with 38 people over the last 20 years. They give me the, they say, give me the book. And they'll just start reading in front of 60, 70 people. They don't care. They got over the fear of, they're not, they don't know who you are. Because I'll say out loud, do any of you people know me? I'm Jim Brogan. And there's 80 people walking around, 60 people walking. I'm Jim Brogan. Do you know who I am? You don't know who I am? Do you know who this is? This is John Browner. This is John Brown. Oh, that's right. He's the <laughs> people don't know. Get over yeah. the fear of what people think about you because they're not. That's one of the biggest fears, especially for young men and young women in college. That's it's a freeing. huge fear. It's freeing. You bet. When you get past that. I at, love that word. But at any, Free. but it, I'm claiming, but at any age, it doesn't matter how old you are because, you know, you develop different times. You learn from different things. You take a, you take certain things for granted and then, you know, as you get older, you don't take so much for granted, but that doesn't mean that you still can't learn. So we have these amazing exercises we take for high, like high school and college people and young adults who do certain things. And after about the fourth, fifth time, they're going, what did I do to myself for the last five years, 10 years, yeah. six years? And I go, I know, no one's ever done this and it's a shame. Why didn't someone, why didn't a college professor do this to you? Why didn't a high school teacher do this? Why didn't your manager do this to you? Well, they don't have the expertise. They're just telling you to work harder. What a waste of time that is. Mm-hmm. Work harder? My brain thinks of something hard. This mic is hard, it's metal. That's hard. Now, if you tell me to work more efficiently and effectively and measure it, uh-oh, 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 now, now I can see some things happening. That's it, and it's gonna be yeah. so small to start with, you won't even notice it. Yeah. That's how it has to be done for the brain. So, what's next for you? Do you are you, are you writing books? Are you, what are you doing? I'm in the beginning stages of writing a book with two other people, very accomplished people, a CEO and right. a former Navy, Navy SEAL. Right. We're expanding our 5X program for college students because we see there's something missing drastically at that level. And doing something that I love doing is taking shoes you know, from professional athletes down to children's hospital and you're size 16 giving to a person that's 12 years old. Yeah, that's like, very oh cool. Oh my God, you know, <laughs> how am I supposed to put Dwight Howard's shoe on? Are you kidding me? Yeah. So that's kind of cool. So there's really three precise things that we're doing that uh, I'm excited about, especially these college seminars we're doing. We're gonna start doing them you know, over the web. We're gonna do an app 
type version because doing seminars, you can only get so many people in a room. Right. But the connectivity, the energy when you have people in the room, it's like, why, why don't you watch the concert on your app? Why don't you watch it on YouTube? No, no, no. You want to go to the concert. So the energy is really, really fabulous when you feel it when you do one of these seminars. So are you going to keep working with my son on Sundays? Oh. Please don't give that up. <laughs> That's so big. Once his ankle, he has a sprained ankle, but once that's healed, he's back at it. I, I just, it's a privilege when some parent says to me, hey, would you work with my son? Would you work with my daughter? You know, swishing a basketball. All that is easy. They play volleyball. I've worked with soccer players. It's a privilege. It's an honor. Why? Teaching that sport is very easy. It's a precision-based thing, and we do something that's so small, so it's just small. It's teaching them when all of a sudden they're in school and someone asks them, hey, let's go to this party. Hey, let's do this vaping. Hey, let's do this drinking. Can they look at a person and say, you know, in their head, can they go, I've got something bigger. Right. I've got something really important to me. I've got a big why. I, I just can't be around that. Leave the room. Can they do that? That, to me, is so important. I want to teach them how to be a leader. I want to teach them that they can also make a difference with one of their buddies, one of their girlfriends that's going down a bad path. I agree. That, to me, is being a leader. Yep. That, to me, is the essence of why I'm on this planet. I mean, trust me, I want to do well personally, professionally, spiritually, and financially. At the same time, I want to teach the people I work with to do the same thing. Because if you can, if I can't do it, how can I pontificate to another person to do it? Mm -hmm. And let's show them the necessary steps. Mm -hmm. And keep them, one of the most important words to me is accountable. We have to have them accountable to what they wrote down. Yeah, I and absolutely I'm, agree. I'm, I'm going to start brutal. journaling after this. I'm brutal about it's, that. No, I know. Because I have someone do it to me. You uh, know what I'm saying? I, I've got three mentors that, I, I've got one that's just relentless. Hey, I've been to a few of your practices. <laughs> I know you're brutal. You're brutal on the court and you're brutal off the court. But I love it. I mean, but you're brutal with a message. And that's the difference. Right. And the message is brutal with the positive you know, twist it. It is, it's, right? but, but you're consistent. Oh, you bet. If you can't show <laughs> That's the hardest, that's the, as a parent, being consistent, I think is the biggest challenge, but you're very consistent out there with all those boys. I mean, you. it doesn't matter who you're talking to or who their parent is or who's watching, if they're doing something wrong or whatever, you call them on their stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you do. I've heard it. <laughs> I, but I like it. I mean, you get the green light. I mean, I like it. Well, I don't want any young person to happen to join one of our programs or even the basketball academy. I don't want them to miss what they're capable of accomplishing as yeah. a human being. We know that. We know how the brain is wired. We know how the electricity works. We know the blood flow. And people don't understand. If you don't have someone that's getting you that information, and how to apply it, whether it's through a teacher, a book, a TED talk, a seminar, you will miss your greatness. And then you'll start blaming the system, you'll blame someone else, and that will become a habit. Yeah. It will. Yeah. You've seen it, I've seen it. Yeah, I have. I, that won't happen on our watch. So I have to start the habit of telling my husband to not <laughs> accept my, my desperation and to tell me to get off my ass and to go face the day despite how I feel. And he's got to do it in a way that's not hurtful. It's not telling you. It's us. Hey, let's 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 get up and let's just walk out the door 100 yards. Yeah. Let's. Yeah. Let what if we. So there's certain words that I talked about earlier about telling people to work harder. 
there's certain words and phrases that if used will make the biggest difference with a human being that will start to take action. Okay. That's the key is the words that are used. Okay. I'll tell him to be loving. And even in conjunction with the tone of your voice. Okay. Oh, he, he doesn't have a problem with tone. <laughs> His tone is very effective. <laughs> Makes you sweat. There you go. But it's all good. So you know what? You were the reason that this thing got going as fast as it did. Well, and, so, well the reason is, let me interrupt you. Okay. The reason is, I heard you on the radio for years. I saw something in you you didn't see. You Your producer, John Browner, saw something in you that you didn't see. Well, you can't see because you're yourself. You need a third party to see it. And I was thinking to myself, okay, listen, these podcast things, if you really come with the content and you have a consistent message that's authentic, you will build an audience that's finding, they're trying to find the information. They're trying to really seek out a person or persons that will give them something that they can apply. You have that. I've listened to you on the radio. I've been around you. I think, take this message. Take this talent. You don't have a skill. You don't have an ability. You have a talent. There's a difference here. Apply it. Get on this podcast. Start building up. I'll help you. I can send people your way to listen. No, I love Because I know you can do this. I know you have the stories. I know you've been through a difficult time that you're going to get through. People need to hear that. They need to have hope. Hope inspires exactly. things. Hope conquers the gloom. Yep. Hope raises the spirit. Yep. And we need that, especially nowadays. You need that. I, I absolutely agree. Right. And that's what uh, just motivated me to just not wait, not procrastinate, not say, okay, well, I got to wait for this or that. We, John Browner, you can raise your hand. We did this. We did this, and it feels so good to do it, to be able to talk at length, to be able to share feels good to share. Uh, you know, I've showed the regrowth on my hair when it, when I lose it and when mm -hmm. it comes back and the fact that I wore wigs. I mean, I, that was a secret. And it doesn't have to be a secret anymore. So it's nice to be able to just put it out there. Now someone will hear this and say, you know what? I need to put it out there. I need to let people know why I've not been going out to functions. They need to hear it because they're going to all of a sudden be a tipping point for the next person. Yeah. That's the key right there. It is. It's and absolutely the key. That's it. So, thank you. Are you kidding me? Mr. Jim Brogan. This is wonderful. <laughs> I love this. I'm so excited for you. No, I'm excited that you were here. I mean, I anticipated this. I anticipated talking to you, and I knew that I was going to get something from you, and I did. So, well, thank you. I'm here because you say it. It's we. It's never I. I, 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 I. I step away from those people. It's a we thing. Yeah. Because together, the possibilities are not just endless but it's going to push people to say, not me, not anymore. I'm doing something about it. Yeah. And that's just the one step we look for people to take. No. So I, thank you. I agree. Thank you. You bet. You You're bet. like, I. <laughs> You're the best. <laughs>